0: Does the name Elias Rudolph ring a bell? Some of you might remember the name because he played football at Taft High School in Cincinnati. Well, he recently released his final five as he's starting to wind down his recruitment. And of course, the Ohio State Buckeyes are in this exclusive group.
1: You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team... Every day,
0: What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Buckeye For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Steven, also the host of the Jay Super Podcast. It is Tuesday, May 23rd in the year, 2023. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today. To get started. During today's episode, Brian Smith is with us once again. Brian is locked On's Recruiting Analyst. Brian got to witness Elias Rudolph on full display over the weekend. Get to get Brian's thoughts and analysis after witnessing what Elias Rudolph can do on the football field over the weekend. And also, get to hear Brian's insight on what it means for the Buckeyes to be in the top six of Darian Mayo a lot of good stuff coming once again with our guy Brian Smith you don't want to miss it and joining us now here on locked on Buckeyes once again it's our football recruiting analyst Mr. Brian Smith he's back for the second week in a row Brian welcome back to the show
1: thank you very much I appreciate it uh there's a couple of pretty interesting prospects to talk about today with the Buckeyes
0: You got that right. You got a couple guys. One of them announced his final five. The other announced his top six. The first one, the final five, that was announced from Elias Rudolph. Now, some of you might remember this name. Those of you that are in Ohio that follow the high school trail and guys that are going to play ball in college. Elias Rudolph played football uh, at Taft High School in Cincinnati, since moved down to Deerfield Beach, Florida, Deerfield Beach High School and our guy Brian Smith got to see him firsthand over the weekend so we get to see get to hear more of what was someone what someone's uh, thoughts after seeing this young man in a camp what did you witness from him from him over the weekend
1: he is elite i don't know how many people had seen him live like most of my buddies that are in the recruiting industry we all know each other on 3247 whatever i don't know how many had seen him live because he was up north as you mentioned prior and i was told hey this is a kid that's going to be here this is the one we need to see blah 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 i didn't think nothing of it because i I mean i live in florida i see dudes everywhere you throw a rock you hit a division one corner down here okay it's ridiculous but when he walked out onto the field i said oh my god i mean it's just certain kids jump off the screen he's 6'4 215 and a legitimate size of that i took a few photos of him Mm -hmm. standing next to some other like linemen and stuff and he's Above them, yeah, and it was just kind of like, okay, that's that that kind of spells it out for you. And then you watched his first step get off, man. And it's this fun, man, because like he's playing against good competition, and he, I'm not trying to be mean, but it wasn't even competitive. He had a couple of plays where he forced interceptions. He tackled guys in the backfield multiple times. He retraced his steps. He would run all the way across the field. Most of the ends that know they have an offer to Ohio State, et cetera. At high school level, let's be really honest. Yeah. They're lazy because they can get away with it because they were recruited on upside, not what they do now. They know that. He played as hard as anybody at the Jamboree, even the kid who's trying to get his first offer. And he was by far the most gifted defensive lineman there and probably the best player there. Um, I don't know if you see him and you don't offer him if you should be a college football coach. That's kind of how I look at it. He's that talented and he, he's a top 50 kid for me. And I get to see all the right players down here in Florida. So that kind of puts it in perspective. And I have a feeling that a few networks like on three, et cetera, will be changing their perspective very soon.
0: You know, you talk about that first step and I watched some highlights before coming on with you and some clips of him play that first step off the ball, off the line, off the snap is on full display. Not once, not twice, not taking plays off. Every time you see him, it's first step, bam, He's gone. Even on the first play that I saw in this little highlight video, he blocked a punt. First step, bam, he's gone. And I think that's one thing that coaches in college, they try to work on or create that or make it something that you can do, maybe not consistently. He's doing it right now in high school as a junior going into his senior year. You talk about a guy who's kind of like a dude on the football field. You walk up there, you see him, you know he's something special these coaches see the same thing. And I know Larry Johnson is chomping at the bit and potentially working with Elias Rudolph every single day because of the first step he, he possesses, it's lethal.
1: Well, it's ironic that you mentioned him. I saw him at uh, IMG a few days before. He was out <laughs> recruiting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I could coach that kid to a certain degree. I'm not saying I'm Larry Johnson, but his talent's so good sometimes where Larry can just smile with some of the kids that he's had, like Bosa, et cetera, defensive end, Chance Young, who's one of my favorite players on the planet. But this is a kid that once he grows into his body, he's going to weigh 250 when he's done. He's very slim. Let, yes, let me be is. very honest here. A lot of the great DNs that you think of that played at Nebraska or Miami or Florida State, Ohio State, et cetera, coming out of high school, uh, Justin Tuck at Notre Dame, they were all like 215-ish. And then they ended up like Tuckle ended up like 270-something. These guys change their bodies as they get older. And obviously the difference between nutrition at some podunk high school like Justin Tuck was at in Alabama coming out is quite different, but this kid, he's going to weigh 250 in a year and a half. And he's still going to have that flexibility, that bend, and that first step. How does he not play somewhere? So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where he goes. I was messaging with him a little bit, sent him a few photos and whatnot. Humble kid too. He's not somebody just sitting there resting on his laurels. And that's probably a testament to why he plays hard down after down after down. Like everybody I walked around talked to, college coaches and all the scouts, everybody's like, this is insane. Yeah. You know, it was just – he. they just started literally every play. Went If it was a run, went to the other side. They they had no chance to block him up front, and he he ran down some, but if they ran at him, they had zero chance. And this this kind of just puts it in measurement that's a respect factor. So it, it was a lot of fun to watch and I think Rudolph's a kid that his his limit is is up to him. He can go as far as he wants to go.
0: Why do you think he is going to school down in Florida now versus staying in Ohio?
1: I just somebody told me I asked about it just a family thing. Okay. It, it's nothing it's just random. It, okay. It's no big deal.
0: I was curious because I know some kids they decide or some athletes in general, not just football, but you know, basketball as well. They decide to go yeah. somewhere else for competition sake, their final year or final two years in high school versus staying where they locally are. And I wasn't sure if it was a competition thing sure. or if it was a family thing. Um, I got the I saw his final five here, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Do you think Ohio State of Cincinnati have the upper hand because he is originally from Ohio in this recruiting battle that the other schools are in?
1: He seemed to be pretty open. I'll I'll give you the list that he gave me for visits here in a second. But he was a kid that – he was almost like stunned that he was in in this situation. Because they did it – the jamboree I was at at Palm Beach Gardens, you would play a half. Your team would go sit down for a little bit. Another team would come on the field and they'd rotate it. And in between, I went and talked to him and got his, got some photos and stuff. And when I asked him about the visits, he's like, oh, like, his eyes got big. He was just like in shock. He goes, Pittsburgh, then Michigan, Ohio State, those are the three. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll visit other schools if they want me to. I'm like, brother, you're going to have. <laughs> it was comical. Like, he, yeah, he has no yeah. idea how good he is. He has no yeah. idea. So he's just amazed at it. So I'm not sure if. Like when he did it like that, I'm like, okay, we're, we're at the very beginning stages here. <laughs> so I'm not going to get too detailed with him. I don't know if he even really cares. He just wants to be recruited and kind of meet people. Yeah. Very humble kid. I mean, you would think Ohio State would have the advantage just based on, you know, Cincinnati's, their kind of their backyard. It's always been bread and butter for the Bucks, But he's, he's a different cat. And now he's down in Florida, I can guarantee you that every school in the South and every every coach that was there that I spoke to and I spoke to a bunch of them, they are after him. So Miami offered him immediately, et cetera. It's going to be a battle. So uh, the Buckeyes have him on the 23rd, Michigan on the 9th, Pittsburgh on the 2nd. I'm sure he'll have a couple others set up, but here, here's a little reminder to fans, and this is something I'm even having a hard time adjusting to, the NCAA recently changed their rule. My entire lifetime that I've followed recruiting since the early 90s, you've gotten five visits. Well, now it's unlimited. I think it's a horrible idea for obvious reasons, but um, I don't know how many he's going to take because his his offer list is going to end up in the 40s. Conservatively, he's that guy. So Larry Johnson and the Buckeyes are just going to have to recruit him hard like everybody else.
0: If you could, Prime, we got time. Why do you think it's a horrible decision by the NCAA to allow unlimited official visits?
1: These coaches hate recruiting off the record. because they're away from their family so much as it is. If you have unlimited visits, that means it's even more time they have to spend. And it's a reason a lot of coaches that I I know, you know, the people who told me about have left the college ranks and went to the NFL because they don't want to deal with it. If you add more visit weekends and more time away, uh, that's how divorces happen, like literally. So it's it's a problem. And that also just leads to more opportunities for a coaching staff. Let's say Johnson and Ohio State, recruits a kid. It could be this young man or somebody else for a long time. And then some school offers some money and if it's old school, they wouldn't have had another chance at a visit like late in the process. Now you're going to see some shenanigans at the end of recruiting processes. And we have enough of that as it is. So it, it it's going to cause some problems. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel
0: Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's one thing to me to see all these coaches who are leaving college coaching maybe earlier than expected. You don't have a um, Bobby Bowden where you're staying at a school for a long yeah. time, or any of the Joe Pa Joe Paterno staying. Even Woody Hayes, like you don't have guys staying there for as long as he's <coughs> Other coaches did, and I wonder how this is going to impact coaching and a uh, school saying okay look like coach likes the school coach likes college football likes the college aspect but the recruiting becomes at such high demand they're like oh no let me go to the nfl like let me go let me go coach these pros let me coach the guys that are between what 21 to 35 years old and just go ahead and do that it's more family time you mentioned it very well more family time more 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 time with people you love you don't want to divorce like divorces are ugly don't want, don't want to really deal with that so I wonder is over the next five years we're going to see an exit of elite coaches mm-hmm. um either going to the TV or going to the NFL because <laughs> this recruiting stuff gets too hard on them
1: I think it's already started um part of it uh urban Meyer talked about this a couple of years ago on Fox he was talking I mean he was being recruited by like Texas at the time everybody kind of knew it and he just kind of threw him under the bus. And I, and I know Urban, and it wasn't really his style, but he's like, you're, you got to report to all these board regents, this, that, and the other, and all this other stuff. They already have access to a ton of information anyway. And the more stuff that you have access to, the worse it is for a coach. And then you're adding more recruiting to the. Yeah. It's just an overall grind. And it's one thing, like the NFL guys do a little more meetings and in, in actual coaching, but it's yeah. at the same facility every Yes. Yes, Urban and every other coach, their biggest problem is the boosters and then on the road because it's all like they want the like Ohio State's got a humongous, you know. I mean, I don't even know what their alumni is because it's like eighty thousand students now. Can you imagine how many alumni places want at least an assistant, whether yeah. Urban or whatever coach at the time is the head coach to come speak at a, a function? Right. If you add more things like this, the recruiting visits, it's just going to cause problems and. For full, full clarity, the alleged reason that the NCA did this was because college coaches are turning towards the portal more than high school kids. And a lot of high school kids are getting left out. That's true. But I've talked to a number of coaches, and it's the exact same answer. Because there's such a small window to win or you get canned, if you're a guy that's going to take a high school kid who's good, or you're gonna take a college kid who's good, but is polished and is more mature. Yeah. Now, which one are you going to take? There is no fixing that. The NCA completely missed the board on this because they didn't step in and set boundaries and rules. The no sit out for the transfer under any circumstance was a disaster. Until they fix that, and it, they're gonna get sued no matter what they do is, at this point. So. Yeah, they're going to lose more coaches. They're go- they're definitely going to lose more coaches because they're, they're tired of being dragged around all over the country and they put it in their contracts that they have to do these alumni functions and all this stuff anyway. Now you're adding more recruiting visits, more recruiting you got to do. Yeah, that's not going to go well.
0: No, it will not. What do you hope... Goes well for Mr. Darian Mayo is the recruitment that's going to continue going on this summer and possibly into the fall. He released his top six um, just recently, maybe a day or two ago Maryland, Clemson, Michigan, USC, um, South Carolina, and Ohio State. The six foot seven, I believe, 247, yeah. 250 pound defensive end out of only Maryland Good Council High School. This young man, as well, just like Elias Rudolph. To me, he's a, a really good, not the same type of first step that Rudolph has, but Darian Mayo is a young man that once he gets into college, he'll start to work on his craft and be really, really good. What do you like about him, Brian, when you watch his film?
1: Effort, first off. Um, that's the first thing you look at because when he walks out on the field, he looks like a condor. His arm length is just absurd. Yeah. And he reminds me of a kid that, uh, just to put it to stick with the Big Ten, he looks like a kid that's playing power forward Correct. for the Black Eyes or something like that. You know, he's, he's, he's a 6'6". He's, six, six, he's listed at 6'7". His arms are through the roof and his first step is still pretty good. Yes. And he can bend and he really gets after it in terms of effort. Whenever you have kids like that, the college coaches are going to come. And he's also had a tremendous program and good counsel academically, socially, athletically. That's, you know, there's a reason they've had these things going on for a long time in the Catholic League in D.C. They do a good job. Good counsel is one of them, and I'm sure Larry Johnson probably knows his way around that school without any help. So, if you're going to get kids out of there, you might as well go for the best. Ohio State really started to target him pretty early, and I think that with his athleticism, with a guy like Johnson, he, his upside's just tremendous. He he could also even slide inside as he gains weight on third and long, and be a pass rusher that a guard has to try to take on. That's you know, I know one of those flexibility deals, man. Anytime you got a guy that can play multiple spots, big thumbs up.
0: You know, that versatility is something that Larry Johnson and other Ohio State fans and even the coaches, definitely the coaches, um, love to have because we saw a year ago there were times that Zach Harrison bumped down inside and was really good. And we talk about long arms and length. Zach Harrison's length is insane. Same thing with uh, Darian Mayo. The length, the arm length that they have, moving them down inside, being able to hold their weight and use their leverage down there, that's something I think Ohio State fans have been literally chopping at the bit trying to get back to because you have generally a D-end who can be bumped down inside, is good in run or pass, primarily pass situations, but can play in run-stop situations when he needs to. Um, I, I like him. I like him a lot. I just wonder, what does he need to work on? You talk about like his first, first step is good, the efforts there. Brian, what does he need to work on that's maybe – Something you didn't speak of already. Hand use. Okay.
1: That's almost an automatic. I could, if you asked me that and I was dead asleep, I would say that in my sleep. There are very few defensive linemen out of the high school ranks that consistently, there's there's the word that matters most. Johnson or any other D-line coach will get on their guys about it. If you miss an opportunity to hit the quarterback or make a tackle for loss, it not only hurts you on that drive, but it can change the entire conjecture yes. of the game. yes because it changes play calling and all that. I mean, that's why the coaches say play hard every rep. It's not just for the heck of it and talking out loud. He has the kind of physical traits that once he learns how and when to shoot his hands and to set up his moves, it will not be fair. And basically there are only a few kids like him each year that has, that have that length. So once again, how much does he want it? Because you can't teach what God has already provided him. So now he just has to go out there and make it happen. Um, whether he goes to Ohio State or not, I don't know. Um, I like my guy's chances, but there's there's a lot to be said for a kid that can move around, play different spots, and has that kind of effort. I would assume that's going to translate into learning the playbook and learning technique. So, I mean, this again, this guy is the limit. He's a top 100 prospect, and somebody's going to be very lucky to get him.
0: This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with a supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love... Check out Billiards Plus and get there early this year. Billiards Plus carries the best selection of pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive, in Dublin. Check them out at billiards plus.com. Billiards plus, family owned and operated for generations. Last week, and last thing here for you, Brian. Last week, you mentioned how Ohio State needs to work on getting some of these elite defensive ends. Yeah, we talked cool. about Mateo Uyungalale and um, the kid who went to Georgia. Forget all the. There are three. It was a three headed monster d- defensive end in last year's class. Ohio State went 0 for 3 on trying to get just one of them. Are these two guys guys that fit into that elite category of defensive end that Ohio State needs to capture and get to commit to the school?
1: 100%. These are guys that can play at Georgia or Alabama. It's as simple as that. And I I know Ohio State fans want to get back to that. But right now, I may not be the most popular guy in Columbus for saying this, but they're not on the same level of those two because their defense has dropped off. It's just true. Uh, Seeing what Michigan did to them. Um, is one thing Ohio State I mean that Ohio State Georgia game by the way is one of the greatest games I've ever watched that was so much fun but they just didn't have enough ability to get pressure on the quarterback etc at some point when you get to the playoff level the guys on the sideline call the plays but it's really about just a dude making a play how often would somebody named Bosa for instance or Young do something in a game when Ohio State maybe wasn't playing their best but they would change the game with just an individual physical trait that nobody else could stop. Ohio State didn't have that guy last year, in my opinion, to help Harrison. Teams get key on him. I mean, they did a good job moving him around. But Mayo, you know, Rudolph, those kinds of guys, they're going to be able to come into play, Ohio State or anywhere. They can absolutely change Ohio State's defense.
0: One more thing for you just popped into my head. Didn't have it last year. Could JT2MLL be that guy this year?
1: Why not? A year older in college football, especially for a lineman. I mean, he's really good anyway. Yes. But I thought he was inconsistent. That's why I didn't mention him with Harrison. Right. There were plays where he just kicked the crap out of the guy in front of him. But there were times that he disappeared a little bit too. I think I need to see him better against the run against a team like Michigan to like truly measure him. And Michigan's O-line last year was great. Let's let's give them due. But when they play Michigan State, Penn State, and Michigan this year, they play at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's offensive tackles, that combo is the best in the country. How does he do against them? That's what he's going to be judged on and whether or not he can go to the NFL and be a first round pick. Does he have the skill? Absolutely. Now he just has to prove it on the field this fall.
0: Brian, it's always good having you on the show. If you could let everyone know where they could follow you on Twitter, and maybe coming up next couple weekends, where you might be watching high school athletes, in case they want to follow you on Twitter, you get to see some pictures and videos from Brian as well.
1: Well, I'm uh I'm on Twitter all the time uh, at fb scout underscore Florida. That's at fb scout underscore Florida. I'm in Central Florida. I, I was just down in South Florida. I've seen Norland and I've seen shaman Madonna, Jeremiah Smith, and all those guys. There's, there's plenty of opportunities for video. I just uh, actually put up a couple of different things from photos with Elias. I saw him this weekend. I'm not sure where I'm going this week, but it'll be somewhere here in Central Florida <laughs> for one of the spring games. I was actually, it's on my list of to do today to figure out where I'm going next. You, you have to miss something because so many of them are at the same time. But uh, Ohio State's offered a lot of the kids down here. They've recruited the state really hard. So check me out. You'll, you'll find plenty of stuff.
0: And, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens 7 Send all of your emails to jstevens 317 at gmail.com. we out of here on a Tuesday with our guy, Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting analyst. Love having Brian on. Can't wait to talk to him again next week for a Tuesday here on Locked On guys. I am Jay Stevens. I'll see you next time.